0: Photography takes an instant out of time, altering life by holding it still. Dorothea Lange
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hole, And I'm Leigh Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the use of reverse time in storytelling, or... Telling the story in reverse.
0: There are only a handful of examples that I found of this. So if you're looking for a very obscure way to try
1: to tell a story, this is one way to do it. This reverse is not just playing your story in total backwards. It's not hitting reverse on the old VCR. It's telling the stories in segments. So you have a segment with that solution And then you start going backwards in time.
0: One of the prime examples of this particular type of storytelling is Memento, where he only remembers a few minutes at a time. So he takes pictures and reminds himself of what's going on in order to continue whatever his mission is. What are some other
1: examples of this story structure? One example is The Night Watch, which is set in London. During the war, it begins in 1947 and ends in 1941. Another example, kind of, is
0: a musical called The Last Five Years. If you're familiar with stage plays, you probably know this one. But it has his timeline moving forward and her timeline moving backward. So we start at the end for her and we start at the beginning for him and then we reverse until we finish... At the beginning for her and the end for him. So we know how it ends. It's pretty straightforward
1: because your opening scene is them breaking up. If you haven't been able to tell so far, this structure is not a fast-paced action. This is a slow burn. It makes you think. It's not one that you can rush through with a bunch of fight scenes.
0: Although that might be an interesting attempt. I don't think it would work if I tried it. But one thing this isn't is this is not wholly the amnesia storytelling. We mentioned that a few episodes ago where the mind will blank out or block out certain things. They used that in conjunction with this structure for Memento. But it's not necessary for
1: how your audience understands the story. So here's the question. You were saying that Memento was basically him remembering the past. So how is that different from just having flashbacks?
0: In Memento, as I recall, it was a flashback of a flashback of a flashback of a flashback. But the audience experiences the story in reverse. In this case, yes, also the character does because of the amnesia level, but in the case of Nightwatch and Last Five Years, the characters are not experiencing the story in reverse. That's just a framework that the storytellers used in order to tell the story to the audience.
1: The other note is that flashbacks don't have to be in any time. Usually flashbacks are relevant to what's happening in the current story in that timeline. It doesn't go scene by scene backwards. If anything, flashbacks tend to go scene by scene forwards in time. And because you are telling the story backwards, you don't want to spend too long in any single time slot. Because if you spend too long in one, you then start telling the story forward instead of in pieces going backward.
0: Yeah, it can very easily be whiplashy because we're trying to understand the story backward as things are moving forward. And as an audience member, it can get fairly annoying, not only staying too long in one slot, but the structure in general. If you don't establish off the bat that you're moving backward, you need to make sure that your audience is aware almost immediately this is what's happening. This is how we're telling this story and get them to accept it
1: before you continue forward. You also really need to be careful with this style because if you don't do it right, it's just annoying because you can't track, because the readers struggle to actually figure out what the story is if you're doing it chaotically. So you pantsers out there, I don't recommend trying this because you need to know how the story ends. You have to plot out all the pieces. You have to plot out Every single scene, every single step along the way, you need to know what's going to happen so that when you write it, it happens in the right order.
0: I would also suggest that if you are
1: going to use this
0: structure, make sure it's a fairly familiar story. In the case of the last five years, they fell in love, they fell out of love. It's nothing special or unique. There's nothing special or unique about these characters and the trials that they go through. It's the structure that makes this story. And if it's a structure that we can follow because, one, we know how it ends, or, two, it's a familiar enough story that we kind of get where it's going, then the audience doesn't have to worry about the destination. They can just enjoy the journey.
1: This is where the readers are forced to think about it. This is where they're asking those questions of why and how and the reason you want the story to be familiar. Wife dies, he's trying to figure out who did it. They fell in love, they end up breaking up. Simple storylines, told in a unique way. Because you want the readers thinking about why and how, not what and who. I would suggest you at least
0: sketch out how the whole thing works in a forward fashion. Understand how each scene falls in the grand scheme of things. You're just revealing the information backward. But understanding every bit in the process helps you tell the story. So plot the whole thing as the characters experience it so that you know where they're coming from as you're writing each scene.
1: This isn't going to be one of those Stories where the ending is necessarily a surprise. How we get to that ending is the story. And how you introduce your readers to it
0: is at least as vital as how you finish it. In film, they have a saying of nothing matters so long as you land the ending of the story. This is evidence of the opposite, where if you don't start the story well, then the whole thing doesn't fall right. It all falls sort of strange and weird and people aren't going to
1: finish it. The other thing that is unique about this is the narrator. If the character is aware that the story is going in reverse, it's the character that is telling the story. If they're not aware, then usually your narrator is going to be a little bit more third-party omniscient because they see how the whole thing works together, which can be a little bit of fun to play with in your landmarks. You know, your narrator can point out the important things. You still want it to be, you know, subtle. You don't want to shove the reader's face in the landmarks. But the narrator gives you a way to kind of play with that. So if you are
0: playing with the unreliable narrator trope, this is a great structure for you to dabble in because if your narrator doesn't remember or is trying to deceive in some regard, this would be a fun one to reveal how stuff actually happens so the audience can still get to the truth and then not believe the narrator. And if it's in the case of something like Memento where the narrator doesn't know, he can be deceived and then we as audience members can be deceived right along with it. Another example we could go with is a cop who's investigating a murder. And so he's following the trail back from the murder. Okay, then we saw this car here. We're going to interview the person who saw the car. And then they said, yeah, I saw someone walk into the car. We're moving backward in time to reveal how this murder took place. We know the murder is the end of the story. But there's still a reason for us to keep watching because we want to know how. And it doesn't really matter who the murderer is. We aren't trying to solve the murder like we would in a crime drama. It's a how did these things happen? How did all of these pieces land and come to
1: this? and what exactly was the motive behind the murder. Hopefully this episode has given you an idea of something new you can try, a unique way to tell a story, because that's really what this is. There aren't a lot of examples out there, unlike when we talked about story within a story our last episode. This is a difficult storytelling technique, but so many possibilities. If it's done right. I wouldn't suggest bringing this to your writing
0: club. But maybe if you're doing like an episodic style story, which we'll talk about for our bonus episode, this might be a way to try it out. So each episode is another step backward in time. But if it's just going to be a short story or something you're entering into a competition, this would be very difficult to pull off well.
1: This is one of those, you need a lot of words to tell this story, right? You can't do it in less than 5,000 words. I think you would struggle to do it in a novella, even.
0: But I invite you to prove us wrong. Let us know. We are happy to check out your story if we can. So long as you write
1: selfishly.